You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and it's not Chris Meany today. No, no, because our favorite Canadian, he's off gallivanting around Canada trying to get to a wedding, which is very difficult in Canada. You know, it's a lot of dog sledding to get from place to place, a lot of snow, a lot of stuff, but hopefully Chris will get there and have a good time at the wedding. But in the meantime, this week we're going to bring in some of my friends in the baseball community, in the fantasy DFS community, who I think have a lot to offer and are just fun to be around. And our guest for today is none other than Tim Heaney, who you know very well from Rotowire as well as ESPN. And also, if you like professional wrestling, Tim and I do a little podcast called In This Ring Every Week. Tim, it's nice to call you my tag team partner today and have you on the show. Yes, the, the, the more shows we do together, the better. Uh, some people might disagree on that, but happy to be hopping on today. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're going from a meanie to a heenie, so I hope everyone kind of stays comfortable with, with, with the whole setup here. <laughs> it's a seamless transition from a heenie to a meanie and hopefully a miney and a mo. which on Friday we'll see if we get miney and mo. We've contacted their agents. I don't know if they'll get back to us, but uh, yes, it's, it's anyone who says uh, too much Tim Heaney and Joe Pizzapia, they're just wrong. I mean, let's just, just let's call it what it is, Tim. They're just wrong. The, age, the jokes just age better with us the more we tell them as well. That's, so. That also works as well. All right, so Tim's going to join us today, and we're going to break down the slate for you. And uh, at first, before we do that, we always like to go backwards and see what we got right, what we got wrong. And I'm going to start off with what we got wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize. Mike fires through a no-hitter. I know you all saw that coming because the Reds did and everybody else in baseball in fantasy who has him on benches or he's on the waiver wire. I don't know what his current ownership is in leagues, but let's just say it was small. Everything broke right for fires last night, but this is what he is. He's the guy you look at last year in the first half. He was terrible. Second half, he had a really nice finish to the season, but this is what he is. He's this guy who has these gems off the waiver wire. You pick him up and he has a good run and then he goes off again into the negative and it's, and it's difficult, but look, sorry, Everything pointed to him going and, and being somebody we go against, especially with the Reds being so good off the big weekend offensively. It was wrong. But isn't this what Mike Fires is at the end of the day, Tim? He needs a guy who kind of sticks it to you when you're not really uh, expecting it? Yeah, for sure. And, of course, the Reds looking like the Reds would, would, would normally scare anybody off a pitcher facing them. But Fires has these gems sometimes. Fly ball pitcher in a fly ball park. Bailed out by his defense a lot last night. Of course, that, that great catch by Loriano and, and Profar with a diving play as well. Just a lot broke his way and nothing. I mean, you, say what you want about hindsight, but this is something that no one should have banked on in, in, in important terms. Well, right. what we were banking on is going against him, and it was, it was a good right. thing to do. And, and honestly, another one too, the Royals. I don't know what's gotten into the Royals the last two days or what's gotten against the Astros, but we uh, struck out with Garrett Cole. Hey, two strikes with Colin McHugh. Okay, fine. Peacock tonight, he'll probably get away. He'll probably throw like seven shutout innings. But okay, uh, you, you scared me enough. I've learned my lesson. Colin McHugh was a very safe guy on the board last night, and unfortunately that did not work out either but let's talk about what did work out which was our nice little contrarian play there with Bumgarner as a pitcher in Colorado and on top of that 
that offense, and that meant guys like Kevin Pillar, who we mentioned, who went yard. You saw Mac Williamson get brought up, too, so that's a guy to keep in mind now. He also went yard in this game, so we were right about that. Chris and I absolutely nailed the giant stack with Bumgarner. That is good news for you fantasy owners out there who listen to the show. Uh, and, of course, uh, look, the Syndergaard thing did not work out either, but we had the Phillies break out, which we kept talking about. This Their spots here where they're due. Harper's one of those guys. I know Chris talked about him recently, too. And also, we said that Strasburg was our trap guy, and, and look, he didn't return the investment and that's what we were talking about we didn't say Strasburg's a bad pitcher we didn't say he's got no talent we didn't say he's been good this year it was a matter of return on investment and guess what you didn't get the 11,000 you wanted to spend on Strasburg he wasn't worth it Canning was good last night that's another guy that Chris had uh so basically we were pretty good and look Barrios was our chalky cash game guy of the night he was our lock we liked him even more than Syndergaard and Barrios if you were playing him you did very well too so some right and wrong, I would say 75%, 25%, which is a really good ratio. So let's get back at it today. Now, Tim, we've got some day games on the slate today, and, uh, and we're going to go through and bring them up to you as uh, obviously get everybody up to speed. And they start in Pittsburgh with Nick Kingham coming up to make the start now uh, for Shelby Miller as well on the Texas side of this game. You've got the other day games today, Washington and Milwaukee. You've got Philadelphia locking up with the Cardinals. You got Arizona with the Rays. And uh, then you got the 340 game. Wilmer Font making a start for the Mets there. How about that against Matt Strom? And then the six o'clock game, which kind of hovers with Bieber and Ronaldo Lopez. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit too about strategy here. When you're looking at the day slate, obviously some of the pitching names here that you got, you got the Woodruffs of the world, the Helixons. You got Charlie Morton, who looks like probably the best cash game lock here. Uh, is it Morton or Flaherty for you in terms of investment in cash games if you're going to play the afternoon slate? I'm actually kind of a little bit on Flaherty for this one because it's probably maybe not for cash. I think Morton's probably the cash guy, but I think Flaherty's kind of a little bit of a underwritten, uh, you know, performer here. I think that a lot of peripherals that are hidden beneath his ERA are really good. And Flaherty's of course been stellar at home for much of the year. So I think that if you want to kind of go against what we saw with Philadelphia last night against a much more hittable pitcher than Adam Wainwright, I think Flaherty's, kind of the one to you know go a little bit uh, against the grain there but Morton's probably the safest even though this Diamondbacks line has been good lately Morton at home is usually a pretty good uh, bet to make with that raised line up there yeah I mean Morton's going to be 10.1 for you on the DraftKings side which is yeah. you know understandable there he's he's earned that price uh, on the FanDuel side he's 9.5 so a little bit cheaper there Flaherty 9.1 so FanDuel they're a little bit closer DraftKings a little bit more of a gap about $600 or so gap between them and then look we're basically we're looking for offense today. So you got Wilmer Font coming up to make the start here today for the Mets. They just recently acquired him, trying to fill these holes now with Stephen Matz uh, out with some issues. So are we looking for a little Padre action here with Wilmer Font? Uh, is that a spot here where maybe you try to get the Machados of the world and maybe even you get the Framil Reyes involved as well or some of these other guys to start to heat up a little bit for the uh, San Diego Padres? Yeah, I think Machado being a little bit, a little bit lowly priced in some of these formats is is, is a good one to target for now. Um, you know, Hunter Renfro's been hot lately, so that's someone I would certainly look at as well. Also, priced against a righty, which kind of helps that uh, that ROI a little bit there. All right, and uh, as we continue on to again, overall, when we have an afternoon slate on a same day with the main slate, what we try to do is we try to just basically give you the approach. So I think this is cash game for me. I don't know how much I really want to get into tournament play here with this, but for the cash games, I think Morton and I didn't think Flaherty also, you know, qualifies there offensively. Is there a favorite stack that you like? I mean, the nationals lineup is an absolutely nothing. Um, and Milwaukee, we all know in terms of run production, what that ballpark has given us so far this year, it's going to be tough to go up to the Yelich, but 
Uh, mm-hmm. Guys like the Moustakas, guys like Lorenzo Cain, who uh, seems to be right again. Um, you know, little questions about his health earlier in the week. But uh, I think that would be a perfectly fine mix to go with and start to kind of, you know, see if Yasmani Grandal is in that lineup today and kind of go at the Milwaukee uh, offense that way. I think that's the best. What do you think is the best? Yeah, that, that was where I was leaning as well. Anybody against Jeremy Helps is usually a favorite target of mine. Well, just a hittable pitcher. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, those yep. guys were hittable pitchers. I feel like that's what you kind of do. You kind of go after them and you take your shots, especially in uh, a good spot in like Milwaukee. Now, that being said, would you go for the tournament stack against Washington, who, I mean, right now, like I said, offensively, I know Rendon's back. That's great. But at the same time, this lineup's really been quiet lately. Would you go and tempt fate with a Brandon Woodruff kind of a pitcher and just go all in there with Milwaukee? I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea for a GPP. Uh, we, we see that this Nationals lineup missing Juan Soto, just getting Rendon back, a little frustrated last night. Yeah, with that it's, like give it to, it's like you got the one and then you lose the other and you just keep spinning your wheels if you're the Nats. Yeah, and, I, and Woodruff, another guy who's got some good peripherals underneath that bad ERA. Everybody seems to have bad ERAs, but, of course, awesome strikeout rates now. And I think Woodruff getting that, keeping that walk rate below three per nine is a good sign for him, 11.15 strikeouts per nine this year. I think there's one game where it's going to break into a, you know, a little bit of a good result. I think this could be that, and... I think he's priced up, sorry, priced down to be the type of uh, gamble that you want in a tournament there at 7.7 on DraftKings. Yeah, I would agree with that 100% yeah. there. And I know the Phillies broke out last night a little bit offensively. We know that that's a good sign. But, you know, momentum's as good as the next day starting pitcher. And I like Flaherty too. And I don't, I don't think we're going to ride the, uh, the Philly wave today in the afternoon. I just don't see that going on. All right, so uh, let's move. Although one note in that game, 18-mile-an-hour winds blowing out. <laughs> so oh, blowing, out, blowing out to left so you might want to if you're gonna go with the Flaherty I think it might be good you know the other night we kind of hit with the Carpenter and DeYoung kind of grouping there DeYoung's gonna be expensive but you know when you have the condensed slate you can kind of make it up with some of the guys who are one-offs playing you know matchups and stuff like that so you can make that work but Carpenter Goldschmidt DeYoung or Goldschmidt DeYoung Ozuna in terms of stacking too I think you could go that against Jared Eikhoff who is good but look wind blowing out good uh, power on that side is good as well, especially to left. So some of those right-handed bats there, like Goldschmidt, DeYoung, and Ozuna, and even Jose Martinez to a certain extent too. I think yeah, he's in play today as well. And it's nice to see Martinez kind of getting playing time because that was a guy that we thought would not get playing time this year, and he's basically hit his way back into things. Right, uh, and of, of course you're worrying about uh, not you know worrying about Dester Fowler, quote unquote, the team's devotion to him. But Martinez is just a guy. As soon as he gets that 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 lineup time, you're going to be all over that bat, even though he's not a big power guy. That contact, uh, the connections he makes are just, just really good for the batting average profile. All right, so let's move on here. You got Bieber kicking things off at 9.2 on DraftKings at the 6.10 start, taking on Reynaldo Lopez. Uh, obviously, Bieber with the strikeout rate has been excellent. The trouble is the time, so depending on where you're playing and when the main slate starts and all that business. So that could be a game that kind of gets excommunicated on DK. Uh, so let's start with the Yankees here. Uh, Kikuchi and uh, you know what? I, I, I always, How do you pronounce this pitcher's name? Because I've heard everybody uh, pronounce it differently. I want to hear you, Yankee I, fan, Tim Heaney, pronounce it. Uh, Jonathan Loisiga. Is it Loisiga? Because I've seen somebody say Losiga, Lo, Losaga, Lasagna. I've seen everything. So I wanted to hear you. <laughs> well, the, Johnny Lasagna is the nickname. So Johnny Lasagna. Well, you know what? Let's just call him that. Great nickname. So, so all well, right. I so, mean, Pisa Pia, and you know, I have family history of Italian names with Lombardo. I think you know we appreciate the Johnny Lazaro. I do too, but yeah. like I always thought it was Loziga, and you know, a lot of people have different things. You know, he's not Esteban Loiza. That's all I know. And you know, pronunciations Lo I Siga. And so. I will guarantee you there will be no other podcast with an Esteban Loiza reference today. 
today oh. coming out. All right, I so I don't know if we should advertise that. <laughs> so Laziga uh, and the Yankees will take on Kikuchi and the Mariners. And uh, looking at this one, you got Andahar who's come back into this lineup now. And Luke Voigt's price has gone just through the roof. You got Sanchez at 5.3, Voigt at 5.2. But Andahar sitting at 3.8 in the middle of this lineup here with a lefty-righty matchup tonight. How do you feel about the investment on Andahar and maybe some of these other bats like Torres who are a little bit on the cheaper side going against Kikuchi, who I think there could be some offense for the Yankees in this one? Yeah, um, I, I think the, the, the lot of right-handers in the Yankees lineup, they do, it's a lineup that does well against left-handers for sure. In a it way, does. I mean, they're, they're really 4.9 yeah. right now in terms of runs. That's the expected total for the Yankees. That's a, mm-hmm. I think they're going to go over that number. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like DJ LeMahieu as well. Uh, he yeah. kind of usually leads off against lefties. I think that's, there's still going to be a lot of playing time for him, you know, for, for how injured this Yankees lineup is, even though they're, they're getting these guys back. I, I think you can really go, can't really go wrong with either an Andujar or, or, or LeMahieu there just for that, for that, uh, you know, the hand in this matchup. Yeah, I, I agree. So I look at the Yankees as kind of one of the uh, sneakier stacks, as we like to call them here on the uh, program and going against, like I said, the left-hander in New York, uh, any love for any of the Mariners tonight on the opposite end of this, but, uh, not, not so much for me. I'm curious about you. Uh, I mean, Loisig is a guy that's kind of a little overperformed, so maybe that's the way you can kind of go against uh, the the likely Yankees stack there. The Mariners lineup is, you know, not – it's kind of cooled down a little bit because, you know, Domingo Santana slowed a little bit. And, of course, they're still going with Dan Vogelbach, who's maybe maybe a guy I consider for the short porch aspect of things, and he's, he's down a little bit there. Uh, Jay Bruce, homers, or doesn't do anything else. <laughs> so right. I'm not really the biggest fan of that, even though, you know, homers count in DFS. It's just you do want to get those guys with the extra base hits pretty commonly. We well, also Maybe. got Gordon at the top of this lineup, right. which is a yeah. change from the beginning of the year because of injuries with Malik Smith and some different performing. And they've, they, they, they've tried everything. They've tried Hanniger up there. They're kind of mixing and matching with a lot of different stuff here. Vogelback, obviously, another guy, too. Uh, if you want the two lefties in there, and Gordon, right. Hanniger, and Vogelback kind of grouping them together. It's not terrible. Um, I just don't know in terms of return on investment if it has the upside that I want. I think I prefer the Yankee side. Yeah. One. All right, let's talk about Chris Sale, who, according to Line Star app, the favorite cash game pitcher of the night. But, you know, you didn't need the app to tell you that. But in terms of telling us, is it a good investment? Because just like Strasburg the other night, just because it's looked good on paper doesn't always make it so. There's a lot of other factors in there. This one, however, this is a lock for me. And, in fact, I can tell you mm-hmm. with Kershaw on this late too, I've been on DraftKings this morning making lineups and doing stuff, and I can tell you right now, it is not difficult to get Kershaw and Sale and be chalky as hell and safe as hell and go out there and just play $100 worth of cash game <laughs> if you want tonight and just, and just burn it all, and, and I think you'll win with those kind of lineups because it's just not difficult tonight. And DraftKings historically this year has been very tight in terms of offense. Tonight's been a little bit looser, and I feel like tonight's a great night to kind of load up on the safe pitchers, and Sale's going to be one of them. Well, he's had a good he's had a good run of schedule lately, and I think those games against Detroit and even the White Sox, who haven't been terrible, they've, they've kind of helped him get back on track there. And I think even Tampa Bay he had a solid game, so uh, pretty reliable amongst the line star projections as I see here. So yeah, I, I think Sale's pretty money, especially against the Orioles at this point. I, I think he's kind of getting back up to that ace level of returns. And speaking about returning too, JD Martinez who's starting to go up a little bit in terms of price, but also the production's coming back. The guy's, you know, he's a 4.9 right now. This is usually a 5.4 kind of player. So you're still getting a bit of a discount on him. I love him in this one tonight against Andrew Kashner, who gives up a ton of palms. So give me J.D. Martinez. In fact, I'm just going to do it right now. I'll call my shot back-to-back days for J.D. Martinez because we all know when J.D. gets hot, he's a guy that likes to go a couple days in a row with some home runs historically. That's kind of his M.O., so I'm already, I'm in, I'm calling my shot already. We'll get Tim's later on. We'll give him more time. But 
JD is my guy tonight. Anybody else in this Red Sox lineup you want to point out uh, or you look at the stack even though it's expensive? I mean, it's a pretty – it's a good night for the righties because Caster is one of the worst uh, – one of the worst, I think, in general for giving up contact. But in, especially against right-handed hitters, he actually has kind of a reverse split the last couple of years of being, you know, bottom 10 uh, performance among righty batters. So, you know, you figure maybe go with the Bogarts in there as well. I think that's a solid choice there. And, you know, people are going to be tempted to go with the Devers because, you know, it's a little bit cheaper there. But I think the right-handers will actually get you better off this time. So. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you there. And Michael Chavis maybe even um, – yeah, I, th- I think maybe ease off bets and have like a Chavis uh, Martinez, depending on how they position that lineup. Yeah, but uh, to me, a JD at four point nine is just a steal. Yeah. I mean, you know, when when you have him and Bogarts and Moreland in the same pricing, that's just nuts. I mean, JD has JD is that ability to be just a game breaker, and I I think that's where you take advantage of it. If the ownership's high, so be it. Doesn't mean it's wrong. <laughs> it just means that there's a, you know there's a good reason. Uh, speaking of good reasons to go against the Toronto Blue Jays, well, they've been pretty bad lately. They really have. I know the Vlad Guerrero Jr. thing was supposed to just be the game changer automatically, but it hasn't quite happened as such, and he struggled a bit. But, you know, he'll get going. But in the meantime, you got Gibson and Thornton in this one. Neither pitcher am I really on, despite the fact that I, I we've been trolling the Blue Jays for a couple shows now pretty hard. But Polanco Cruz Rosario continues to be one of those groupings that I really like quite a bit. Uh, I know the uh, Lions are app likes him again tonight too against Trent Thornton, but look at this one, especially with Rosario, that left-handed bat, just 4.6 against mm-hmm. Thornton. Give it to me all, man, because let me tell you something. The power uh, of Rosario is for real. It's a good lineup, good situation. Uh, I, I think Rosario is going to be one of those guys that I'm going to have a lot of ownership of tonight. Almost an autoplay against the righty, usually for me, uh, for sure. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on the other side of this thing. Uh, Rowdy Telez or Justin Smoke against Kyle Gibson could be a nice uh, punt play there a little bit. Yeah, huh? look at you. Look yeah. at you going out there. Responsible punting. That's what we like to call it here. You know? Rowdy's got that power against, against righty. So I'm By the way, it's a great name. I, 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 just yep. want, you know, I know you haven't had any kids yet, but if, if you do, I just want to throw that out there. Rowdy Heaney sounds like the coolest. I mean, there's no way that kid couldn't potentially be a professional wrestler. Well, I was going to nickname my kid Flair. Uh, in the middle, so. Oh, hey, Rowdy Flair Heaney. I mean, come on. there's That's, that's the next NWA champion right there, baby. <laughs> I figured I'd like, you know, more indie street. Or, 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 or in honor of, of, of Meany, maybe a Calgary Stampede champion. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, this is where you apologize. Sorry, guys. Okay. Sorry. All right. Let's go on here. Uh, Tyler Skaggs, uh, two lefties facing off here. Tyler Skaggs against Matt Boyd. Oh, my loving the Matt Boyd. We all talk about on this show how much the Angels struggle against left-handed pitching. Matt yep. Boyd has been terrific this year. And I know Otani's been back. It's great. Came back yesterday. Awesome. I was all excited. I go up there and I was like, oh, who are they facing today? Oh, Matt Boyd. Mm, sorry. <laughs> nope. Nope. Give me all the Boyd tonight. And uh, I, I don't care. He is my favorite uh, tournament pitcher of the night. And, yep. you know, a little bit cheaper than that top tier but I think you can really responsibly put Boyd with another pitcher we're going to talk about in just a second here and uh, make a whole lot of really strong lineups that have Rosario, that have uh, guys like J.D. Martinez in it very responsibly. I mean, I would always pair Boyd with Sale ahead of Kershaw, but I'll get to that later. Uh, Boyd has been probably the most true breakout pitcher this year. Uh, The strikeout rate um, had potential last year, didn't really come through, but now that he's attacking the high strike zone, I think that that's really kind of counteracted a lot of the – the launch angle revolution, batted ball stuff that's happened. Uh, so I, I think most of the things he's done are, are for real, and I think he's going to be the one of those guys that does deserve to be, you know, that top five price pitcher. And it, he's going to meet that floor. It's, it's, it's not as crazy as you think. 
And I'll tell you what, what's also not crazy is getting Miguel Cabrera in this lineup tonight as well. Because mm-hmm. Cabrera against lefties, historically, always been very, very good. He's starting to heat up a little bit. He's 3.6 on DraftKings. On FanDuel, get ready, 2.9. Oh, my favorite guy under 3,000 tonight is Miguel Cabrera against Tyler Skaggs. And it's not a knock on Skaggs. It's just, look, Miguel Cabrera is starting to figure out. You're looking at the game log. You're seeing hit, 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 hit. Starting to come around. People forget. He didn't play an entire season basically last year. And he had, he had some amazing stat cast numbers before he got hurt, too. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it just takes a little bit of time. Even though he was pretty good in spring, that's spring. Getting into the rhythm of the season is a different thing. So, for me, I think this is a, a really, really great play, a great value that's going to allow you tonight. You want to talk about how are you getting up to sale, how are you getting up to Kershaw if you want yeah. to tonight. It's guys like Miguel Cabrera who are 3.6 on DraftKings and 2.9 on the FanDuel side. I think he's a must-own tonight. And I'm going to have all of the shares, baby. Mm, delicious. All of the shares. All right. Now let's talk about this one here. <clears throat> we got Jose Urena, who is our favorite guy to bash here on the show. Oh, <laughs> we love him. He's like the unofficial mascot here, Tim. Uh, anytime we see Jose Urena, we just go right. <laughs> we just go and we put the gloves on and we get at it. Now, look, <clears throat> Kyle Hendricks, sometimes a better regular pitcher than a fantasy pitcher. Mm-hmm. The strikeouts can be a little up and down at times. However, Chris Bryant's really heating up. Uh, if you want a very, if you want to go with Boyd and some of the Cubs bats or Hendricks and some of the Cubs bats, you can do that. Um, Hendricks is my second favorite because I just think this is an automatic W, and I think the return on investment on Hendricks is decent enough. I think eight point four along with Boyd is a guy you can get behind. Then that's his DraftKings price over on the FanDuel side. Uh, he is eight point two, so just slightly cheaper. He's basically. That's the kind of guy he is. But I'm looking for a W, and I'm looking for some strikeouts from this lineup, too, with a guy that's a little spotty with Ks, but I think Miami will help at it. I, I think Miami could help me if I were on the mound. <laughs> so uh, absolutely, Hendricks, great value. Uh, Marlins had the worst OB, uh, Woba versus right-handed batters, and, and Hendricks is a, a much different pitcher at home. He loves pitching at Wrigley Field. Uh, actually, he has a second-best second Woba given up at home at uh, .179 so far. So, wow. yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, Hendricks at home. That's another one he's to. I mean, look, Hendricks, Boyd, Sale, mm-hmm. you can even get the Kershaw in there. Any combination of these four guys tonight, I think it's money. I think you, you just it's easy. It's easy money. Those are two things. Line Star app agrees with us as well. Uh, the favorite three pitchers tonight, Chris Sale, number one, Matthew Boyd, number two, Kershaw, number three. So you're talking about return on investments. Boyd basically is projected for the same amount of points as Clayton Kershaw for a little bit less of a price. And guess who's number four? Oh, wait, it's Kyle Hendricks. There you go. So, <laughs> look, it's – you, you don't need the app to tell you this, but it's nice when you think this and you go over to the LineStar app and it's telling you all the reasons why this is a smart play. And look, it also has to do with some of these other guys in the middle here. Peacock, a guy that we might have been on. Scary right now what's going on in Kansas City. I don't know what's gotten into them. I don't know what kind of greenies they're taking or what's happening, but they are lighting it up right now. I'm not going to go crazy on the Sunny Gray narrative on a night like tonight going back into Oakland. That's not where I want to be in Fulton Evich. I like, uh, but it's a tough sell on the road against Kershaw. So really it's a matter of it's great when you can isolate four pitchers you really like and then play around with multi-entry and different lineups and things like that around there and some of the different stacks that we're getting to. So basically, I'm out. I'm out on the Houston game. Are you in on the Royals tonight and just continuing uh, to ride this wave here? <laughs> I like Bregman against uh, Jorge Lopez. I'll, I'll say that. That was, that was the one thing that really stood out for me from this one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Priced up, of course. Uh, well, but depends on how you're playing with your pitching there. I don't know. I mean, I, I, Hunter Dozier's had a great season. 
I just can't go the five point two. I just can't do it. I mean, well, it's, the market's caught up to him now. What's but it's it, the market's been caught up to him for a while, and it's been absolutely spot on. And you've had a premium for Mondesi and for Merrifield all year. I mean, those those guys have been you know for even look Alberto Mondesi has been terrific this year, and uh, there's been no discount <laughs> zero from day one basically. And it's just been difficult. Like you want to get him in line, but then you look at the expected total most nights of the Royals, that's like 3.2 or something like that. It's something like you're getting really excited about. And like today, it's in 3.7 range, even after last night. I, I, you know, I'm not looking for the 12 usually or that output for the Royals lineup, but look, that they've been pounding the ball lately. And I just scares the hell out of me. I'm just it, not there. It's a team that doesn't walk a lot, makes a lot of contact. And we saw Astros guys, maybe Cole, I think, is kind of an aberration, but McHugh struggled since, you know, switching to the rotation full time. Peacock's done the same. I think he's going to groove too many pitches a little bit tonight, and maybe the Dozers, the Solaires will make him pay for it. I, I you think, think, you think it's kind of a trap discount to me. Do you people. think they kind of call up on the uh, Dallas Keuchel and try to get the band back together? Uh, Josh James might get a look first. Well, uh, see, that's the guy I'm waiting for. I think yeah. I think James is the guy you give the look. I think you send him down and let him get straight for a week and get him get extended out. And if he does, from a DFS standpoint, that's a guy who's going to give you big-time strikeouts. Look, he might only be a five-inning pitcher, but in the right price and the right situation there, a really good secondary pitcher. And that bullpen helps any five-inning pitcher anyway. 100%. So. 100%. All right, let's move on here. Colorado's in play tonight. Uh, we got Derek Holland against John Gray. Now, look, you know, it's his usual thing. So how do you find the the guys are a little bit cheaper? Ian Desmond's a little cheaper. He's just 4K. Uh, we'll see if Hampson's in the lineup, but he hasn't hit it all. Uh, can't mm-hmm. really get involved with that. Now, we were very much last night on the San Francisco side of this one. I don't know if I'm as excited about it, but Mac Williamson at 3.4 is another guy. I think that you are – you again, riding the wave. He was red hot at AAA. He's come back up. It's in Colorado. John Gray's been eminently hittable. And I think it's Williamson, it's Pilar, and that's about all I can get excited about in this lineup tonight. I wish Brandon Belt weren't so pricey. A uh, guy who's kind of had an yeah. unheralded year, good OBP type of year, lefty on John Gray's always well, good. He's right in, 4.4 is right in, especially first base is a little on the weaker side, but yeah. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. You want the 4.4 for Belt or the 3.6 with Cabrera? Uh, probably Cabrera. See, that's where I go. I, I'd rather have Melky. I mean, excuse me, uh, Miguel. Not Miguel. The other Cabrera. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather oh, like, have Miguel. I think you're talking about Miggy, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I was. I was. Yeah. Um, well, that, that, that's, side, that's Core's inflation, so. Right. And on the FanDuel side, Belt is just 3.6. So, so that, that's where it's at. <laughs> it's a little bit more so on, on that end of things, too. And, uh, you know, the, there's, again, kind of like we talked about on yesterday's show, there's a little bit of the discount there on the FanDuel side with the Giants side as opposed to mm-hmm. the Rocky side of the lineup. The Rocky side, the only discounts on FanDuel you're getting are Mark Reynolds at three. Um, and, yeah, I guess Desmond at 3.5, you can put him in that grouping. But Brandon Belt's 3.6, Posey's 3.4, Duggar's 3.3, three, three, Panic. All these guys are kind of in the low to mid threes. So, I mean, it just seems like a, a smarter side to, once again, fade the Rocky side of it and, and go with the – San Francisco end of things. All right, Sonny Gray returns to Oakland. <laughs> and uh, look, you know, that's, that's old news. I mean, he's returned to Oakland already as a Yankee. But now he's a Red, and now he's got things right. So, look, I, I mean, I don't think the Reds are going to go hitless again. Uh, Puig, 2.7 on the FanDuel yeah. side tonight, and uh, a discount as well on DraftKings. So, all the Puig again. I know his numbers on the road have not been as good as his numbers at home. 
But for 3.9 on DraftKings, I'm willing to get involved there for him. Uh, anything else here from this game? Because Profar had a good night last night. He's been heating up a little bit. At 3.2, I look at him. I look at Chris Davis. You're getting a bit of a discount at 4.1. Now, he's questionable. He didn't play last night. Mm-hmm. He's in the lineup tonight. I think that's a real opportunity for some power here. So 4.1 Chris Davis on DraftKings, 3.2 Jerickson Profar. Those are two guys in this lineup I can get behind. Uh, I also like uh, Eugenio Suarez against the lefty. That's yes, always, always Suarez nice. against the lefty against Brett Anderson, also a good one there. So you could put Suarez and Puig. I just wish there was a discount. We know Meany and I have been pining for this, Tim. It's like, when do we get the Suarez discount? It just that all year, just none. Uh, even on FanDuel, 3.7. I mean, that's not a discount. That's not a discount at all. No, uh, he, he probably is the most stable bat right now in that lineup, so he's going he's gonna to keep topping that list for me. I know, but he was, he was stone cold for a while. He was, but he, <laughs> Ken Homers have brought him back a little bit. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, he did get hot, but I was just waiting for it. I was like, we well, missed it. Well, I wanted a little bit of a discount. I never got it, and now it's over. The window's closed, and I'm, I'm mad about it. All right, the last game of the night, we got Clayton Kershaw at 10.2, taking on Mike Voltanevich at 7.8. Uh, I think we all agree that we, we're – Big fans of the Atlanta lineup, but Kershaw so far has earned the respect. He's earned this pricing here. Maybe he's not quite as dominant as he was a couple of years ago, but that was kind of a, a incredibly, you know, almost cyborg-esque kind of run that he was on for a few years before the injury started. So I'm looking tonight at the discounts I can get. Justin Turner, another guy on the FanDuel side, under three. He's 2.9. Corey Seager's at three. They're hitting in the middle of this order uh, over on DraftKings. Both of them I've got a lot of shares of as well. Both very cost-effective when you're trying to fill that infield. And Fultonevich is a good pitcher, but I'll take my shots with those two guys because the price is right. Both are at 3.8 on the DraftKings side. Middle of the order, all the things you like. And with when Bellinger's played all year, you got to imagine you're going to have some Bellinger on base at some point ahead of these guys. I think so. Uh, and, you know, Turner's uh, career night basically last night, uh, also something uh, we've been talking about at the top. But I think at, t- at, t- at 2.9 on FanDuel, that's priced down where you really don't have to worry about the letdown factor there. Uh, I will say the Braves have a really good lineup against lefties, but Chris Kershaw's not most lefties. So maybe that, that tempers something's a little bit for, for, for cash, but I'm not all that worried. I, still, I, I think I prefer Boyd over him, but it's really close. Now, look, what, what Tim's talking about, too, we didn't mention at the top was that three-home run night uh, yeah. for, for Justin Turner, who has been a guy that we've been on quite a bit on this show, yep. taking the shots with Justin Turner because he's really, for some reason, kind of got lost in the shuffle with the algorithm for some reason and just a very good return on investment last night as well. Obviously, he won a lot of people a lot of money if you had him in the lineup. And tonight, I would double down that cost has not gone up, even though it's a tougher assignment against Fulton Evich, who I have a lot of respect for. I have less respect for that Atlanta bullpen. I really right. do. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries, a lot of issues. I'm not a big fan of theirs. And I just think in the middle of that order with Seeger and Turner, you can really kind of get the most out of that LA experience tonight. And, and Fulty has had trouble getting uh, swinging strikes since he's been coming back. So right. even if you, if you want to do a Verdugo in there to be really cheap in the outfield, that's also a possibility because he makes a lot of contact. So there you have it. All right. So I already gave you my guy. I'm going with JD Martinez back to back nights calling my shot. Who's your guy tonight, Tim Heaney? Who's your pick to go yard? Uh, I mean, I could be cheap as, as the newbie to this podcast and say, Arnado off of Holland. Uh, I am going to go with Bregman uh, off Jorge Lopez. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's all you're cheap in another way. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I had, I had to cycle back to the middle of the show. It's how you do these podcasts. You know that. I know. You brought it all together. So uh, just to recap and bring it all together for you who are listening, uh, we obviously big on Chris Sale and Cash. It's chalk. Who cares? It's right. Go at it. 
everything's fine. There might even be a small condition of people who are still a little panicked about Chris Sale, and you shouldn't be anymore. You should dust that off. Uh, all the Matt Boyd shares, all the Kyle Hendricks shares as well. Tim is a little less into Kershaw than I am tonight. Uh, but look, those are the four pitchers you're looking at. Some combination of those guys are going to win you money tonight, and I think that's where you go. If you wanted to kind of go a little fancy tonight, you want to go, uh, you know, getting a little – I don't like to get fancy, but Kyle Gibson for you or the oppo Tyler Skaggs or, or Brad Peacock, any of those guys for you tonight in play, or you think that's just asking for trouble? If Davis is out of the line, it might be gray. <laughs> Sunny gray. Okay. Because yeah. double gray tonight, so double. Well, I don't know. If that's a lot to do. It's a lot. If, you know, but it's a great point, though. If, oh no, I would never do that. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if if Chris Davis is out of that lineup, Sonny Gray does become infinitely more interesting because they got no hit the night before because the ownership will be low. And look, Gray hasn't got a lot of W's this year. He's pitched pretty well though, so that is something to keep in mind. So uh, again, stacks that we talked about. Sneaky, the Yankees, uh, obvious. <laughs> we all know Boston's going to be obvious. Yeah. We're going for the other side of the Colorado game again with the Giants. That's where we're going. Uh, we love Rosario against uh, Thornton tonight. That's another one we like. Guys are going to save you cash. Miguel Cabrera, Yasiel Puig, uh, and then the middle of that Dodger lineup. Those are things that we're really in on tonight. So we hope that helps you build your lineups along with the Line Star app. And if you're not using it, you should be. I don't know what you're waiting for. It's fantastic. So it's going to give you all the information you need, all the optimizers, all the tools, all the splits, all the stats, and all the cash. All right, I want to thank Tim Heaney for taking time to chat with us today. Always a good time. Tim, where can everybody find your work and uh, follow you on the Twitter machine? Uh, you guys can find me at Tim underscore Heaney on Twitter. I think I'm going to consider changing it without the underscore in the near future, though, so keep, uh, stay tuned for that. Got to do Ooh, a little bit of a God, a, a my, my there. world is changing so rapidly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of change, Tim. It, it's overdue. A uh, social media guy like myself should know that underscore sucks. Hey, I just so. interviewed Matt Stryker last week on Black Book Show, <laughs> and he's got not one but two underscores. And I was making fun of him. I was like, what do you, what do you have two underscores? What the hell? <laughs> I was like, talk about pounding on a trend of early social media, dude. <laughs> I mean, Matt Stryker could uh, have a little bit more of a violent reaction than me to that. No, but he I'm, was hilarious. Man. I will definitely be uh you know looking to change that up but uh, you can find me on the rotowire podcast with jeff erickson every tuesday love that guy just a fantastic great dude to go with him um so yeah and you can find me, find me on espn uh daily notes columns uh written every tuesday go up for wednesday and i have just about a weekly every wednesday feature as well for them so all guess. right there you go so tim pleasure as always and if you want to hear tim and i talk wrestling go check out in this ring so that'll do it for us right here on the line star app and there's only one thing left to do, and that's get out of the on-deck circle, step into the batter's box, and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.